Hello, and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, proudly presented by Roast House Pub, where elevated culinary creations meet a fresh, evolving craft beer selection, making it one of Frederick's unique dining destinations. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Chris Sands. Today, we're joined by the dynamic duo that has founded and runs uh, Brewery Fire. Uh, both the your oh, it's one year actually, right? The yeah. it, you, yeah. one year in operation. Uh, for some reason, I was about to say two. I was like, no, no, that's one. You guys are you guys are still no. babies. Just the last year just felt really long. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> so. We've world. lived through five years since you opened, but yeah. it's been one year. So we're joined by Dave Palmer and Jesse Johnson. Say hi, Dave. No, you hey, no, see that this is this is mainly an audio podcast, so. Like, just waving doesn't do well. <laughs> oh, well, there goes all my waving. <laughs> and Jesse, uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having us. So let's, um, I had you guys on, I mean, you hadn't been open, like, maybe for a month, right? It was pretty early on. In, yes, um, I think you had it in November, I want to say. We opened in September. Yeah, it, it was real early days. So um, let's just pretend like I never even talked to you. Um, and well, like let's let's do the I, w- I want to do the regular story type stuff, and you can abbreviate it since you've been on, and people may have heard it. But um, like uh, first, wh- where did the name Brewery Fire come from? Because I actually did forget that. <laughs> That's a Jesse story. Tell your story, Jesse. So, um, before I was a brewer, I was, um, in administration at a healthcare center and, um, you know, I had to go into work a lot when people called out and I had to find coverage. And one Sunday I had to go into work and I remember texting Dave on the way there being like, man, this really sucks. Like I'm so tired of going out on the weekends. And he's like, man, don't worry. You know, we'll get you out of there. And I was like, ah, it doesn't matter. You know, it'll only fuel my brewery fire. And at that point in time, we didn't have a name. And Dave's like, that's it. Brewery fire. That's what we're going to call ourselves. So that's kind of where the name came from. I don't know how I forgot that because that's a cool story. So it's just a lot cooler it. than what people assume. <laughs> I and- probably any of the dumb ideas that floated through my head it's <laughs> <laughs> um, all right if we if we remember the first interview as long as you speak it confidently you don't you're not afraid of being wrong so that that is true if you say something with enough gusto it's yeah. uh it becomes fact and i think we've we've lived through a lot of that lately too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um how um how did you guys meet like how in like, where did you get to the point where you decided you were going to open a brewery together? Uh, I can cover how we met. Um, so my brother-in-law would do like an annual, like fundraising dinner, um, for a local woman's shelter. And, uh, I went to that with my girlfriend at the time who uh, I hadn't yet married into that family. And, uh, Jesse was there with, I, you were probably married to Kim at that point. So he was there with his wife um, and he was the only dude there who also had tattoos and also listened to metal and also played video games. So we just kind of bonded a little bit then and there. You were drawn um, to each other. Yeah. We we're like, Oh, Hey, someone I identify with. Cool. Um, and, uh, I was a home brewer then. I think Jesse, you either. No, I hadn't started at that. Point. Okay. Yeah. So I was probably like one or two years into home brewing at that point. Still really early into it. Um, yeah. As for, uh how we decided to start a brewery well that jerk texted me like three and a half years ago and was like hey let's start a brewery and i thought that was a great idea uh and you know more more fool me for listening to him um yeah you know now we own a brewery and (laughs) we never sleep and you know all that fun stuff well from what i understand though like once you open a brewery though the need for sleep just goes away so i'm sure you're fine that's what I hear too. Yeah. I've yet to prove yeah. it, but I've heard it. And also, I mean, it, it sounds like it was your fault anyway. If you were the one um, that got into home brewing first, you were probably the bad influence on Jesse. I 
definitely did uh have some influence yeah we'd, we'd homebrew together a few times and uh i think when our paths crossed as homebrewers i was doing half barrel batches and jesse was probably maybe doing one gallon batches so <laughs> our, our experience I I level... one gallon batches on the stove top till we yeah <laughs> yeah so uh jesse was the one gallon home brewer and i was the all grain <laughs> half barrel and by the time we actually partnered i'd already i upscaled to a, a one barrel system um just on my deck and uh yeah we we kind of took it and ran with it and well here we are that is so much beer to make at home it's a stupid amount of beer to make at home. <laughs> how it's, it's, how do you even drink that much beer i had like i hosted a lot of like game nights and stuff okay. so i would have friends over to like do board games or like dungeons and dragons kind of stuff or whatever and we would just hang out in the basement and uh and drink um yeah i had i threw really good bonfires and cookouts um you know uh, I found a way to get rid of it. That's um, in the brief time frame when I home brewed. And I think that that's what made it easier for me too, is that it was a time uh, before anyone in my group of friends had kids. So Mm -hmm. every weekend we would sit and watch football games at college all day, Saturday. And then most Mm -hmm. of Sunday, it, accomplishing just enough that our wives so our wives wouldn't get furious with us and then we would spend the rest of the time just drinking um like right now I'd, i couldn't even have a kegerator i wouldn't go through enough beer no i i i drink very little beer at home anymore um yeah whiskey on the other hand uh that that i keep in in stock at home but well, that, that yeah. looks like what jesse's sipping on over there yeah. now too is some whiskey it does look like that, and I'm a little jealous. Cause, like what uh, what, we, what do you have? I have um, it's called Templeton Rye, the good stuff. I think we bought it at the perfect pour. Oh, I had cool. Sam buy it for me on. Nice, it's pretty good. I um, I will. I'll probably just stick with beer tonight. Well, yeah, I, I I brought beer home today so I could you know shamelessly self promote during our podcast. Well, I mean, so. I, that's ninety percent of why you're here, right? You don't want to talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have beer too, and whiskey. So you so you don't plan on accomplishing anything tomorrow? No, oh, I have a lot to do tomorrow. Not <laughs> <laughs> tonight. So last week, um, we talked for it, the full tilt guys were on we talked for probably close to two hours it was a little over two hours and that was like a four wow. or five beer night i'm i'm hoping to avoid that tonight so i, well, only, I only brought home i only brought home two okay so, so yeah. and, and i only i i have which i was telling you before i cracked the um auto hops roll out and um nice. i'm really enjoying that this is good um unfortunately the rest of the beer I have from you guys, I left. I forgot in my office. Um, so I will only be drinking one of your beers tonight. But I have a shameless okay. self plug. I'll, I'll for, double it for you. For but then I'll have to open the oh, Sands nice. Jams just because it has my name on it. Well, well with that. everyone else has already poured a beverage, so I will pour one as well. So where are you guys located? Tony Terry in Maryland. Yeah. So we're west of Westminster. We're like 20 minutes south of Gettysburg. We're what, half an hour outside of Frederick. So we're Yeah, about about that. In the Yeah, in the general Frederick Westminster Gettysburg triangle, I guess you would find us. You're kind of in a a brewery desert until you opened, right? Although I guess no, a bro- Pub yeah. Dog wasn't too isn't too too far away from you, right? No, Pub, Pub Dog's probably twenty minutes from us. Okay, maybe fifteen on a good day. Uh, and then after us, Flood Zone opened, and they're fifteen minutes or so from us. Uh, much closer as the crow flies, but it's all country roads between us. Yeah. So, do you think that um, being the only brewery there helps you, or does it hurt being the only one? I'd say it. I mean, 
we definitely noticed the success of beer tourism when 1623 and flood zone opened at first however mm-hmm. both of those guys were only open two to four weeks, weeks yeah. <clears throat> excuse me before the full effect of the shutdown happened so i mean i'd say for two to four weeks it was pretty awesome because we had a ton of people coming in and out just you know doing beer tourism in the county and it was really cool to see that you know the theory works even in carroll county and that um you know since then covid's happened and it's been odd times yeah for sure how has um actually this this will be a good transition we'll take a real quick um sponsor break and then let's talk about how how it has been to operate for you guys because at least you do you have a really nice outdoor area um so i I imagine that's been a lifesaver for you um so we can get into that a little bit and uh, we will be right back Uncapped is brought to you by one of Frederick's original Maryland craft beer destinations, located off of Urbana Pike, featuring a warm, inviting atmosphere and knowledgeable staff serving up fresh, locally sourced culinary creations and unique craft beers on tap. Open seven days a week, our friends at Roast House Pub invite you to enjoy a casual lunch, happy hour specials, delicious dinners, and specialty desserts. Follow them on social media to keep up to date on their monthly beer dinners, mom's spaghetti dinner battles, and what beer is being featured for Buck Above Monday? Idiom Brewing Company proudly offers a delicious variety of beers to satisfy the most discerning tastes. Best known for their wide array of IPAs, delicious fruited sours, and robust porters and stouts, Idiom has a simple goal in mind, to bring people from all walks of life together, to enjoy themselves and each other. Whether you're a hophead looking for explosively juicy IPAs, are one of the adventurous few looking to try boozy, sour, or complex flavors, or just looking to enjoy classic styles and seasonal favorites, they'll have a little something for you. Idiom Brewing Company is located in downtown Frederick, just south of the intersection of East Street and East Patrick Street, with ample seating directly on Carroll Creek. So so you guys really... So you had, what, six months or so... A little shy. Uh, I think we maybe had five. It was it was not a ton yeah, of time. Less than ideal. Yeah, and, and the slow months. Oh yeah, that's true too. You didn't even have yeah, the we, benefit I mean, we, of. We really didn't fully open until October. I mean, we kind of you know soft opened in September, but you know we were only doing two days a week, and you know really making sure we didn't run out of product because we had no idea what our reception was going to be like and we didn't want to be the guys that shut down because we ran a beer. Yeah. Um, so we, we kind of eased into three days a week and then four, um, which we maintained up till COVID. Um, and then, um, uh, for summer we did seven days a week. Um, but now we're down to, um, five. Okay. Um, we're, we're uh, Wednesday through Sunday now, but, um, yeah, it, it <laughs> it's not what you want for your first year. You you'd like to have your your first busy season actually happen. Yeah, um, that that's where you're supposed to make you know seventy five percent of your money for the year. So you know, well, I mean, I guess on a, a very tiny bright side is you've had this time to. Um, as long as you're like anything, any new brewery that had the misfortune of opening during would be even worse, but, or right before that, if you make it through this time, you've had that time to like kind of build your brand to come out strong. Um, whenever people will start coming back in more of a mass crowd. Yeah, for sure. And not just build our brand, but I mean, you know, we, we like a lot of the other small guys, like we didn't start off hiring a professional brewer. I mean, we were home brewers who transitioned into the industry and there's a big learning curve there. Um, and you know, really, really making high quality beer, um, is a skill and an art and, um, you know, Jesse's 
brews that he's making today are, you know, light years ahead of where they were even a year ago. So, you know, having, having that year for him to grow his skills has been amazing. What's that? I mean, I remember if I remember correctly, like your beer was, I think I remember being surprised at how good your beer was. Did I, I don't know if I'd I'd have to, if I was responsible and a good, good at this, I probably would have listened to our previous interview (laughs) before talking to you again. It's okay. I I didn't Um, either. But we all know this is amateur hour and, uh, but, but I think, well, then we feel right at home. Yeah. I think that I remember you guys being one of the breweries that I was surprised, not that I thought you guys and like specifically wouldn't have good beer, but like right. you just you came out of the gates. But new breweries in general. Yeah, new yeah. like there's usually cuz I had your beer pretty early on. Um and a, a lot of times it's just it's not good. But I would say like this this auto hops roll out, it's a very refined, good tasting hoppy pale ale. I mean, you nailed it on this one. This is really good. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I, I I feel like I have a little leeway to speak about it since Jesse does ninety five percent of the brewing, maybe ninety eight percent at this point, um, and I've just you know noticed the difference. But I mean, I think we came out of the gate with pretty decent beer. I don't think we put anything out there that I'm ashamed of. Um, we also were sticklers and you know dumped beers that we were worried about, but I mean we fortunately in the year that we've been in operation haven't dumped a ton like maybe a half dozen like not not a ton of batches um but i also as an outsider can see jesse's growth as a brewer and you know be be impressed by it so how um how long did ago did you start canning it's fairly recent right july (laughs) yeah it should have been sooner um we ordered our canning system in March, and it took 81 days from oh, wow. when we put the money down to when we received our canning system. Um, someone screwed the pooch. We, we bought from a manufacturer in Canada, and someone... And... Sat. You, um, you, you froze up there for a little bit, so we got to... Oh. Someone from Canada did something, but we don't know what they did. <laughs> yeah, we don't know either. Uh, <laughs> but the, the, the end result was that our, our system sat at the border. Um, oh. And what was supposed to be, um, what did they say, Jesse? Like seven days shipping from point to point? Yeah, something like that. Wound up, wound up being, um, I want to say 60 plus, because there's obviously the manufacturing time. Yeah, wow. But, um, yeah, six sixty plus days to ship. They really didn't so. do a good job at that estimation. Ohio for a while. It did get stuck in Ohio. Um, yeah, nothing there good was, like, happens they, in they Ohio. They dropped the ball on needing a lift gate because we don't have a loading dock. So like they didn't even know they needed a lift gate. And yeah, it was all of it was in the paperwork, but someone somewhere didn't do their job. So I was at Old Mother when their alpha system was um, being delivered, and they don't have a uh, they don't have a dock, and the truck didn't have a lift gate. So it was kind of an adventure to get that line off of the trailer using a forklift. <laughs> yeah, we don't even have a forklift. <laughs> we, yeah. we have uh, we have um, sturdily built friends. So we had what, what? What did we have? Like five dudes hanging around waiting for the truck to show up or something like that. It was yep. ridiculous. Um, but yeah, we uh, we unboxed the thing and figured it out and started canning probably within a week or so of receiving it, and have been canning since late June, early July, um, and we've done. 16 batches so far i think um and you know again we're, we haven't grown as a brewery yet we're still three barrel yeah so um we're getting if we don't keg at all we get uh, um somewhere in the order of 23 24 cases 
And if we keg some of it, then we, you know, 15. Yeah. And, you know, but cases of uh, 16 ounce cans, obviously. How, um, how big of an impact did that have on your business model to be able to start canning? I, it, I mean, I imagine it single-handedly saved us. Okay. Um, you know, the, the margins aren't great for distribution, especially when you're small. Um, but we don't pay a distributor. We self-distribute yeah. and you know, it, it's, um, it's enough. Um, but you know, like, as I'm sure you saw with the guys in Frederick, like old mother and others that started small, like the tap room is where you make your money. Yeah. Like and it's infinitely we, more profitable than yeah. packaging, unfortunately yeah. for now. And we, for months didn't have a tap room. And then even once we did between occupancy limitations and people not being comfortable going out, you know, um, we're doing, what did we determine Jesse, like 50 or 60% of our revenues in packaged beer right now? Yeah. Things some, something like that. And for a brewery, our size, that should not be. Like, yeah. Did, you know. did a lot of people come in to get crawlers or is there still just, uh, people because i almost think of like a crowler is maybe not something you go specifically to get all the time that it's more of like you're at a brewery having a pint or two and then you decide to take a crowler home like going to pick up four packs seems like more of a natural thing to do yeah. at least in my weird twisted head is that no, no. you're right i mean i mean during the shutdown you know, we survived off of Crowlers. I think a lot of people did too. But, um, you know, the four packs have definitely made it a lot more accessible for people just to come in, do an online order, yeah. drive by, grab a beer, get a four pack and head on out. So for us, I mean, that's been the greatest thing is just having that ease of access of the product for the consumers. Yeah. I mean, I think... To, to, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, just to piggyback on that, um, our Crowler sales the first month of the shutdown were absolutely phenomenal. Um, everyone came out of the woodwork and wanted to support us. It was like a dream come true. We were like, oh man, we got this. We're doing great. Our numbers are actually shockingly close to what our tap room was before the shutdown. But like, like anything, when it drags on longer than you expect um you know the enthusiasm or the ability or whatever starts dying off um and then you know when you couple that with our canning line being as delayed as it was we had you know a month and a half or so that was a little terrifying yeah you know? what was interesting we we definitely noticed when people were allowed to go back to work um it was like you could see in, in our sales figures a drop once people actually could, you know, couldn't day drink anymore. I was just going to say, yeah. I think, I think what you basically just said is that you're the uh, fans of the brewery were drinking while they were supposed to be working. <laughs> we won't name names. I, no. uh, oh man, I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was an article in the FMB we had where FCPS had issued a warning out, or maybe a warnings, uh, strongly worded of it, um, but something about like there being the a, there being a problem with parents being in the background, seen drinking and doing things while kids are supposed to be virtually learning. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> wow. So, then I. Uh, so, I mean, I guess it's just a normal thing now. <laughs> I think it is. I, I guess. I mean, you know, you like, as I'm sure you know, when, once you're in this industry, um, all taboos surrounding alcohol kind of go away. Yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's just, just water you know. at that point. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah, it's just a drink. All right. Um, yeah. We're going to take um, one more quick sponsor break and then i have a couple other questions about um the effects of starting the can have had on your business all right well we will we will be right back 
There are many reasons why I have chosen District East for where I purchase beer. I love the flexibility of being able to make a custom six-pack or take home a crowler from one of the eight beers on tap. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff do an amazing job at keeping a diverse selection on hand. You can even purchase artwork from the monthly featured artist. District East is located on Northeast Street in Frederick in the same shopping center as Family Mill and Rockwell Brewery. You can find today's beer lists on the District East Facebook page or at www.districteast.beer. I'm excited to announce our newest sponsor, Vanish Farmwoods Brewery. Vanish is a brewery and entertainment complex located on a 62-acre hops and apple farm in Luckett's, Virginia, just 20 minutes from Frederick, Maryland and Leesburg, Virginia. With over 20 beers on tap, a selection of wines and ciders, along with multiple food options, there is something for everyone. Vanish has live music on Saturdays and Sundays and a wide variety of special events. Go to VanishBeer.com for information on everything they have to offer. So do you think that um, having packaged product out there outside of just Crowlers, um, but in 16-ounce cans, has gotten your name out there a lot more than previously? Like, have you seen any... Because the the evidence yeah, I w- um, the the evidence I was going to submit is that I think it's at least two other people um, have sent me text messages asking who the hell these brewery fire guys are. They've been seeing them met, <laughs> mentioned constantly lately. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, I think yeah, um, um, uh, Jesse, you go. <laughs> You know, we're in a couple different um, stores throughout the state. I mean, I think we're actively in four to six at a time right now because we are so small. And um, Dave's allowed on beer media, and I'm not because Dave doesn't take it so personal. <laughs> but um, Dave's doing a really great job of um, being on a few um, you know, forums and Facebook groups, you know, really promoting the product. And, um, you know, we've really gotten, like, people traveling, um, you know, up north to different breweries stopping by because they otherwise would have never heard of us. And they're like, man, like, you know, who are you guys? Like, you know, we're kind of like in, you know, bum, you know what, nowhere. And so, you know, they'll make the stop. They're like, man, this beer's really good. Like, I've never heard about you guys. So, um, you know, for us to be in more populated areas like the Baltimore area, Frederick, um, it's been really helpful for us to get our name out there. What were you going to say, Dave? I was uh, very similarly, um, you know, just wanted to particularly shout out uh, Chris at Perfect Pour, uh, Robert Whitey's, and I'm having a brain fart on D- District East. Um, Ken. Someone could help. Ken. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ken. So those, those three accounts in particular have been just phenomenal for us. Especially I mean, they're, they're District aware. East. Of course. Uh, and they're where people in those re- oh, we all stayed Jesse, there. Jesse, why Stay did in. we let him participate with his crappy internet right. connection? Because now I keep <laughs> dropping out. It's wonderful. Um, <laughs> only happens to me. This has been great. Yeah. But yeah, so the, just those accounts have been phenomenal for us. And um, as Jesse said, I'm the one allowed on social media for beer. <laughs> Um, so like, you know, the Facebook groups like Maryland beer drinkers club and stuff like that, um, just engaging with the customer where they are, um, and, you know, trying to raise the brand's awareness without being too much of an attention whore. Cause it's a fine line to, to walk. You don't want to spam that group. You want to let them have their organic, uh, moments, but just, you know, engaging the customer when they talk about your beer, whether it's positive or negative and just giving them yeah. a chance to have a voice about your product and respond to it. Um, and just let people know like, Hey, yeah, we're this tiny little brewery, but I think we're doing some pretty phenomenal things right now. And, uh, I think if you give us a shot, you might agree. Have, have you noticed your mentions on Instagram and Facebook increasing since you had yep. canned product? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. It's, um, it's kind of like the silver lining for the horrible storm cloud that has been COVID. Um, because never in a million years would our little three barrel brewery have canned. 
Yeah. Until Never. you are forced to. Until you're yeah. forced to. Exactly. And uh, it's like, well, we, we refuse to fail. So <laughs> let's, you know, let's make less money, but let's at least get the product out there. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's not been a glamorous six months, but it's been a survivable six months. And our brand awareness in the community is a hundred times what it was. I mean, we were, you know, we often refer to ourselves as the bad news bears brewery of Carroll County. Like <laughs> we're the guys that started with no funding, no nothing. Like we just, you know, scrapped our way through everything. And, you know, we, we're not geniuses. We're not marketing guys. We don't know what we're doing. And we're just trying to make good beer and, sell it to people and you know pivoting to canning and out of necessity uh while it hurts in the short term i think it's going to pay dividends once life gets back to normal yeah i would i mean i would completely agree and i think what's really going to pay off is like what we were just talking about is the the your brand awareness seems to have just gone through the absolute roof that the um, and I think it has a lot to like several of your cans are cool looking. They have cool names. So people take pictures of them and post them online. And then people start asking people, who are these brewery fire guys that I keep seeing beer from? Yeah. And, and we, we get a lot of comments about our names and our art. And you know, we take a lot of joy in that because Jesse and I are giant nerds. Uh, we're unashamedly giant nerds. I hadn't, I didn't notice that. <laughs> and like, yeah. you know, for, for every like <laughs> 10 people that complimented us for it, there's, you know, there's one that it's like, Oh, these guys are pandering and yada, yada, yada. It's like, man, hang out with us. You'll see that we're <laughs> the biggest dorks you've ever met. Like we're not yeah. naming stuff to try to attract nerds. We're naming stuff. Cause we are nerds. Yeah, don't worry. Like, we live the yeah. lifestyle. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. The whole point of like having beer is like it's a social event, you know, no matter how you boil it down, where you're sitting and having community with people. And so, you know, when you take a, a liquid and make it this serious thing, it's kind of silly because you're just going to drink it and you know what later on with it. You know, so for us, it's you're making. Uh, beverage that you know we think is really good but you know to put a story behind it and for people just to sit down and have fun because you know that's the whole point of going to get a drink is to sit down and you know typically to for, kind of forget the worries of the world and engage with the people that you know you love spending time with so for us you know making a, a cool name isn't trying to you know make a million bucks it's to hopefully give people that experience that we want them to have now i do trust that you'll be releasing mangalorian again next month right it's funny you're, we're, we're trying to push the premiere deadline yeah okay. <laughs> yeah it's on the schedule for next week that would i mean that would be yeah. almost criminal if you didn't it would be a misfire of epic proportions because yeah. <laughs> I, I mean one it would not be the way yeah one it was a really really good beer um and then as um jesse says this is the way well the funny thing with that beer i don't even the beer that i made that was the base of that was called phoenix down and i was going to call it phoenix with mango and then we had a customer come in one night and he heard it you know, he heard us talking about the beer. He's like, man, you should call that the Mangalorian. And we're like, why didn't we think of that? No offense, so, like, um, <laughs> but he is way smarter than you with naming beers. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and he and the, gave away the name for a free pour. Nice. So. Yeah. And the, the best part is, is that we said, yeah, when well, it's ready, come in and get it because he works night shift. And oh gosh, I forgot this. He didn't have time, and like he has like a you know, family, so he basically was like trying to get in, get his beer, and leave. And and the staff member we had charged him for it, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Sure, you came up with the name, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, but we took care of him, but um, I like, I assume you'll be canning that one also, and oh, yeah. Yeah, doing doing similar art to the poster and all that. Yeah, 
good because I have um I have perfect glassware to photograph that with. Excellent. Nice. Well, you know, a four pack will find its way to you somehow. And that was just a great beer. I really enjoyed that one. That I enjoyed it as well. One, one of the few times I ventured all the way to Carroll County. It was also the uh, the first time we ever got a one star Google review. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it was I, fault, it was my fault. I feel like you told me about that, um, but I don't, you should tell that story. So no, it, it's 100% my fault. Um, so, uh, it was the same day as flood zones grand opening. So we had a brewery 15 minutes away that just opened. Um, and it, we got a lot of overflow from that. Um, uh, we were standing room only, uh, we had not installed our dishwasher yet. So I had been, to support the bar staff, I had been hand washing dishes for 45 minutes to an hour at this point. And this young lady who, it was her first time there, she comes up with her glass of Mandalorian and she goes, I don't particularly love this. Can I have something else? And I was so flabbergasted by that exchange. I just went, uh, no. Um, <laughs> you can try anything before you buy it. <laughs> and, you know, more, more fool me. I should have just been like, yeah, sure. But then she... Her boyfriend, his brother, and all these people just spam us one-star reviews. I'm like, oh, come on, man. But And included in the one-star reviews was not enough seating. I'm like, I can't control that. <laughs> now we don't let Dave work behind the bar anymore. No, I don't bartend. Jesse doesn't bartend. We just we let the staff bartend because they're good at it. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the sensitive guys <laughs> out from behind the bar. Right. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. Well, at least that's the only bad review, or at least one only one star. The only bad Google review. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is another story. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't. <laughs> another story. We don't have time for that. No. Um. I mean, I've been personally criticized on an untapped review, so I, you're probably winning from that aspect at least. Oh, oh! I, I've heard the criticism. We've we've exchanged that story, and I, I know for a fact there are. <laughs> Two proofs that person is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you, how um, how do you go about having an anniversary celebration during the um, uh, the after what what are we calling now? Just the horrible times. Hell if I know, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wasteland. Yeah. I mean, we're we're socially distanced. Um, we've got roughly 50 seats outside, six feet apart. We've got about half that inside, six feet apart. Um, we were given a temporary outdoor space by the liquor board so we can expand beyond what we've got. Oh, that's good. Um, so yeah. we're, we're, we're working with that. Like that. Yeah. So we're just complying by all ordinances and laws and trying to make a fun time primarily outdoors. Uh, it's really good weather right now. So, um, yeah, yeah we, it's we put a lot of time and, and effort and money into the beer garden this week to make it even better. So yeah, at, le at least in my opinion, this is the absolute perfect drinking beer outside weather. Agreed. And if you throw in a fire, then it's just glorious. So if, if you're allowed to have a fire pit, you should do that. Although that probably doesn't mix well. Pit, but we did receive an awesome gift of a um, one of those outdoor heaters that has like the tornado fire inside. Oh, nice! So, I mean, that's fun um, to watch too. Yeah. <laughs> it's still hypnotic enough. Yeah, <laughs> it'll it'll work. Um, yeah. So we're having this weekend that um between the outdoor seating and the space that the liquor board gave us um. Yeah, so if you want to come and bring their own chair, they can stand out there. If they, you know, obviously it's social distancing yeah. and all that. But um, yeah, we've got plenty of room. I mean, we're we're small, but for you know, you know what people need, we have. Yeah, your outdoor area is nice. Well, thanks, yeah. and we 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 made it a lot nicer this week, so um, I'm really happy with that. Also, we um, we canned five uh release beers for the anniversary so uh we're hoping that the can drops for the people that don't want to hang out uh, will be a good drop as well 
what um what do you have coming out for that well um it's kind of an interesting caveat into um following beer culture um so we have two sours uh we have an imperial stout we have a new england ipa and then uh we have another one of our uh brute ipas with very fruit forward hops um so it's four brand new beers and the return of an imperial stout that we opened with um so we've got a uh our Fruited Sour series is called Participation Trophy, which is a uh, joke Jesse and I tell each other about having to make a style that we've never been particular fans of, but, um, Blasphemy. You know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, Sorry, then, uh, our, uh, New England IPA series that we've been doing, we did Short Dead Dude, um, for the anniversary, we've got a variant called Cowabunga Dude. Um, it's a very similar beverage, just, uh, galaxy hops instead of the mosaic and Amarillo that are in short dead dude, um, full of a took, which is, uh, an Imperial stout based on the aroma of pipe tobacco. Uh, we opened with that beer, but didn't have quite as much of it as we have this year. So we're excited to have it on tap and in cans. Um, and then if you had, did, did Jesse bring you juicy brute? Yes, I haven't tried it yet. Okay, so we have its cousin, which is Brute Stripe. So it's another uh, bubblegum pun, um, and it's a, a cousin to Juicy Brute. Just um, Juicy Brute was single hop, and this has uh, five different hops. So, uh, yeah. And then we've got a couple other draft releases that uh, are draft only. But... I think, didn't you guys make um, that... Uh... That Instagram account, intellectual puberty, for uh, juicy brute. Oh, what <laughs> is that a thing? I, I need to look. <laughs> it's we did not make any fake Instagram accounts, so and I'm very no, 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 curious. no, no. There, there's an Instagram account that um, oh. just posts uh, beer from breweries that they think it's stealing intellectual property. Oh gosh, that's like all ours. Although. <laughs> I mean, ha- I mean, half the time, eh, maybe not quite half, but a bunch of times they're completely wrong where it, it's clearly would fit into what's allowable. The creative commons. Yeah. yeah. Now, now they do have plenty of stuff that is straight rip off uh, uh, intellectual property theft. Oh, no, you sure. weren't on there. Huh. I could have sworn I saw Juicy we'll Pry. Try, we'll try harder. <laughs> yeah. I'll, um... That that's one of the beers I I I have at my office to photograph. So maybe I'll just tag them when I. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, I, I'm already making that blog. It's a worst beer blog that I want to avoid for the rest of our. Existence. Yeah, that's a. It's never. Uh, <laughs> that's why I love one. the. I I reached out to him asking and seeing if he would come on to Uncapped. I haven't heard back from him yet. I think he'd be a really good interview. That would be really interesting. Dude, that'd be awesome. Um. No, I guess so. You weren't on it. Have you received any cease and desist yet? Because you guys do. I I feel like you don't. You never go like completely overboard, but you definitely tiptoe that line. I think we had one that, in retrospect, I would have done differently, um, which was our um, our Star Trek theme one, Son of Moog. Um, While I redrew the. Star Trek symbol for the Klingon Empire, it was probably too close to a potentially trademarked image, but you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean Who yeah, I mean, we're three barrel brewery in the middle of nowhere. Right. Um <laughs> well the I think the problem comes where a lot of them are seen by people posting the photo and then tagging whoever whatever like the Right the inspiration for it is and that was easily the closest to viral we ever got i think our photo of that was like thirty thousand views or something like that which for a tiny three barrel brewery is huge yeah but um yeah i'm curious that we have a i did um my from my own personal stash i um gave someone who's a very big star trek guy um a can of it 
or two cans, one to drink and one for him to keep for his Star Trek shrine. And apparently this guy goes every year and um, meets the actual actor. He's taking the can to get signed next year. So I'm curious what <laughs> yeah, that's going to be. Assuming there's a festival, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see if that gets us uh, anything from CBS. So that's a, it, does CBS go after breweries, though? I mean, there are definitely there are I, some I, there are some properties that just go after any brewery that uses their stuff. But then there's companies like Nintendo, sure, that, like NFL, and yeah, yeah, oh well, yeah, Hysteria. Um, but like um, Nintendo doesn't care, and I like I don't know if they've even like right. if they've made an official statement or like, but no one has ever received, at least to my knowledge, a cease and desist for any kind of Nintendo stuff and. I'm guessing that's because they have no plans ever to make a uh, uh, beer. <laughs> They're going to stick to yeah. video yeah, games. And... How, how many Nintendo beers have we done, Jesse? Has it been three or two? We had Wind Waker and then another Castle. Did we have any others? I don't think so. I mean, I brewed one today. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But another Zelda-themed beer, but... Well, my face has been on two uh, Nintendo ones so far, and Saints Row hasn't uh, received anything. Thank you. Fair enough. Although it is, I yeah. mean, it th- those ones are completely original artwork, obviously greatly inspired yeah. by Nintendo characters, but the artist draws those characters as Tony and I, so it's it would be one of those things that would be really... Um, it would be a loser in court for them, probably. Well, yeah, but they got a lot of money, so you really... <laughs> they do have a lot of money. <laughs> they could make losing yeah. feel a lot more like winning. Yeah. 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 So who um, who does the art for your, for your cans? I do. Awesome. Good job, Dave. Yeah, I, uh, I've been... Thanks, man. Yeah, I, uh, I've been doing graphic design since 1999. Um, sometimes professionally, sometimes just for fun. Um, and really, uh, it's kind of been one of the things that's kept me sane in 2020 is doing the can art because um, it's something I actually get to enjoy doing. Um, you know, I get to be creative in the process. And since I can't be there brewing uh, the way I would like to be, at least I get a creative outlet again um with um you know i i like to think of it as uh i get to put a sexy dress on jesse's beers so um yeah i I have fun with it um participation trophy is not a great example because this is one (laughs) of the three that i've made that's intentionally ugly um so both participation trophies and brute stripe are hideous but they're hideous on purpose so uh calabunga dude um is one i'm a little little happier with uh, a little more pride yeah, in that one. And there yeah, goes Dave, Dave frozen again. Uh, you, you froze I'm again. I'm sorry. Westminster Wi-Fi. <laughs> I try not to freeze, <laughs> but you know. I, hey, I just told uh, 1623 Zach that uh, Carroll County is clearly Silicon Valley East. I think you're wrong. Uh, I'm 100% wrong. <laughs> um, my, my wife is playing uh, Guild Wars or Overwatch, and now my Wi-Fi hates me. So. Yep, it's her fault then. Well, I would never say that, but you said it. So, <laughs> um, so what else? Uh, do you have anything else special planned for uh, your anniversary extravaganza? I mean, we got... Two really good food trucks coming out. We have live music. Uh, we have some new swag coming out. Merchandising with glassware, hoodies, hats, um, face mask. Ooh. Ain't everyone's um, buying those. Yeah. Me. I'm wearing bandanas. <laughs> Rebel. Well you'll be wearing you'll be wearing our logo on your face now. I will be. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I mean, you know, we're hoping to have a you know good time that you know we're sending some 
canopies up outside for some of the um, the faithful, I guess you could say. And then, <laughs> you know, we're just going to hang out all day long and you know, hopefully just have a good time and hopefully meet some new people. And, you know, we have some other friends from other breweries coming out to hang out and other folk in the industry. So, you know, we're just really looking forward to because it's one of those things where, you know, one brewery successes another's as well. And so, um, you know, we're looking to hang out with people that supported us along the way and some people we like to think that we've supported. So, yeah, it's just going to be a fun day. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, it's normally Maryland microbrew festival, um, this Saturday. And unfortunately that's canceled and that's, you know, Carroll County's kind of big beer thing of the year. And, uh, you know, we're, we're doing something. It's not going to be as big, but you know, it's, uh, it's an option for people that are missing out on that event. Yeah. Um, I just had, I had the, um, Facebook memory pop up about it being Carroll County, uh, beer week from, yeah, uh, you were there last week. Yeah. Last year. Oh, right. Yeah. We did that. We did that together at Maggie's. That's right. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. I think so, that was where you and I met in the flesh for the first yep. time. And I had, I can't remember what I ate at Maggie's, but it was really, really good. Well, I, I remember you and George being like, "Hey, man, why didn't you greet me? Why didn't you come out for dinner?" And I was like, "Oh, because you talked to Jesse, and Jesse didn't tell me I was invited to dinner." And yeah. then I proceeded to talk about Jesse and some of my communication problems. So. <laughs> yeah, you were absolutely invited. Well, at least Jesse was invited, and then he just yeah. didn't pass that invite along to you when yeah. he no, he decided not. to stand us up. <laughs> I said, mm-hmm. "Can you do this? I'm really tired." Yeah. <laughs> It's like, hey, Dave, you're not the introvert of the two of us. You go do this, is how I remember it. <laughs> and, and I'm not going to let you know that there was dinner involved. Nope. <laughs> why Why so, let me have a meal? I like to, you know, stab Dave in the back whenever I can. I mean, that's yeah, usually... That's a good policy to have in any partnership. I mean, oh, really, yeah. you get so few pleasures in life once you open a business. Like, making your partner suffer is one of the most beautiful ones you get. <laughs> So, yeah, 100%. So, um, how is your side hustle going? Oh, me? Yeah. You're the only one who has one. <laughs> Brewery Fire is my side hustle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um, food's definitely a different um, animal than beer. It's a little easier, but, you know, burning the candle at both ends is burning the candle on my marriage in some ways, so. It's a balancing game, but it's um. I mean, it's successful enough that we're already looking into going from a little hot dog cart to a food truck. Oh, nice! So, um, so that's exciting. But you know, just like he seems a problem with life is you either have time or money. I don't have any right now. So, but yeah, yeah it's going. It's going great. So it's nice, you know. Um, why don't you tell, like, I guess we, we should explain what it actually is since all I did was vaguely mention it. Okay. Yeah, so, um, a friend of mine and myself, we started a hot dog cart called Frankenstein and, um, you know, we're basically just making hot dogs and doing like beer inspired, you know, mustard ketchups and, um, you know, just fried food, like. You know, we'd start doing fried donuts and Oreos and, you know, just basic comfort carnival food. Things you want to eat to while park. you're drinking beer. Yeah. So, so um, you know, we've a few other places and it's just a fun time. Do you, so do you go elsewhere or is it always that brewery fire? No, we, um, we have our Carroll County license. Okay. So anywhere in Carroll County, we can go. We haven't made it to 1623 yet. But, um, oh, I, I did tell them to book you this Saturday so that you couldn't be at the anniversary, by the way. <laughs> there goes that backstabbing. Ask Carrie. I did do that. <laughs> but yeah, so it's, you know, for us, the, you know, it's, we're now starting as we, one of our staff has taken the reins, but, um, it was really hard for a while to try to get food trucks from like Frederick and other places because they have all these really successful breweries. And, you know, why would they want to travel? Yeah. And, um, our one staff member, she's kind of like um, five foot tall and probably the scariest person you ever meet. <laughs> and um, so she's pretty much just intimidated everybody to come out 
And it's been great because, you know, we're getting these food trucks out here that nobody in our community has had before. And so they're excited because it's brand new food. And then, um, you know, these other food trucks seek that they can be successful in, you know, other parts of the state. So it's just another one of those symbiotic things that works out really well when you get the, the right person in charge. So you want to um, run down real quick the details for this weekend for if anyone who wants to come out and celebrate with you? Yeah, I'm sure Dave does. <laughs> hint, hint, Dave. Hey, thanks, Jesse. Try not to freeze. I also like that you said once you get the right person in charge of yeah. food trucks, which was basically saying Dave sucked at booking food trucks, which is true. <laughs> um, at labels and being real handsome and Oh, it is a full-time job being this handsome. It's true. (laughs) Um, So we are launching pre-orders for four packs on Friday. So if people just want to get stuff to go, we are setting a quantity aside. We we I don't know what that number is yet. We have to do inventory, but uh, we are setting a number aside for pre-orders that you can pick up on Saturday. We're opening at eleven. We will have rolling smoke. Uh, from opening till three, uh, doing barbecue and smoke foods and whatever. Uh, their stuff's amazing. Um, I don't know if they're on the Frederick circuit or not, but they're really good. Um, from one to four, we'll have live music from Dan Gallagher of Sykesville, uh, kind of acoustic rock folk kind of stuff. Um, we will have It's All Good, who um, was actually the food at our opening. And we brought them back for our anniversary. Great friends of ours. And they'll be there from three to close. Or I don't know if they're going to say all the way to close. Three three till they run out of food. <laughs> Which will be you know, eight or nine, something like that. Um, and yeah, we'll have five brand new beers in cans and on tap. And a couple of exclusive beers on tap only. <sighs> 25 to 30 seats inside. I forget off the top of my head and about 50 outside plus the bring your own seating areas. Um, I believe the uh, gourmet popcorn folks next to us, whose name I'm forgetting uh, are going to set up a tent as well. So I think it is caramel kettle. I think you're right. Um, So yeah, lots of options um, coming out. Spend your Saturday with us. And uh, yeah, we look forward to it. I like the um, the weekly, and I, I haven't actually taken close enough notice to see if it if it's like a regularly scheduled thing. But the Facebook Live little chats the two of you guys do. <laughs> oh, gosh, we are the worst. <laughs> but I, I we, mean, we we are just we just make fun of ourselves constantly when we're done. I, I like I, I like stuff like that though because it like it it just gives it gives your brewery a personality, and I I and think well, people, I think that, people like one of the things. Sorry, what was that, Jesse? I said we have lots of personality, lots of <laughs> but I, I think like I think people like that. People like the to know who is making the beer that they drink. So it's having that regular little look into um, your guys lives or what's going on is a is a nice little thing that you do thanks i'm glad people like it because we feel freaking dumb when we're done (laughs) (laughs) um do you have uh anything else coming up you're excited about or anything you want to cover before we wrap up yeah i've got one more plug i just gotta look at a date hold on Uh, oh he's doing that um we do have a few collaborations coming up, I nice. think. And maybe <laughs> if I say them on air, they'll be guilty people to happen. But um, we've been talking to Matt over at Jugbridge a bunch lately. So um, he's coming out Thursday, and we're going to talk to him about some stuff because I think he makes really great beer. Yeah, he does. And I think, you know, our styles would mash very well. Um, we're going to do, we have a collab coming up in the next few months with, um, George over at pub dog, um, oh, awesome. texting with Steven tonight from homemade and he's going to be coming out in the next week or two. That's another, another that's another brewery. I'm excited for, for when they open. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, Steve and Lucas. Yeah, they're going to take over the state, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, we've got a few other in the back burner. We're just, you know, everybody wants to collab, which is awesome, but nobody has time. And so we're always hesitant to say who we're going to be working yeah. with. But Well, yeah, I know, like, there, there's some places that like, it's in the, in the works for a year before schedules aligned to actually make it happen. But um, yeah, other than that, I mean, it's got you know beers coming out, and that's all I know. I haven't talked about. Have, oh, sorry, I haven't talked about it yet. So maybe I'll do a same a shameless plug. I have um for old mother's anniversary next year. I mean, not next year, next month. Um, uh, we have a collaboration beer coming out. Because we celebrate our anniversaries at the same time because they were, um, Old Mother was our, yeah, they were our very first guests. So we teamed up to make a beer this year to release for their anniversary. That's awesome. Are are you going to give us any hints for style or? So, um, funny enough, uh, this was a collaboration that I was only allowed to be involved with the naming and the design of the can because Keith told me I wasn't allowed to know what the style <laughs> was or what it was going to be that I would have to be surprised. Okay. Um, unfortunately for him, he did not share that information with um, Nick, the other owner or the brewer. Um, I foolishly said something about that to Nick. So Nick wouldn't tell me. So I played stupid whenever I was talking to it about <laughs> to uh, um, Jake. Jake and he told me what it was. But I don't know if Keith has some weird reason why he doesn't want it. So I'll I'll, sure. um, I'll let people wait until it comes out. It's it's a very stereotypical beer for me to want to have made. So I figured it was either either it was either going to either extreme a beer that I would love or something I would absolutely hate. <laughs> and I if he would have went the absolutely hate route, I like I would have found that funny. I just would have talked about how awful it was um, <laughs> but it did end up being on the spectrum of something that i will love okay nice so you cool. you guys will have to come out for old mother's oh, yeah. anniversary oh, i don't know if they're having any kind of event for it or not or if they're just doing a beer release I, I um, didn't, either I way we'll say. We, we love our friends at old mother um so I did have one more thing to plug. If okay. You're cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. You can plug as so, many things as you want. Um. I don't know how many of your viewers slash listeners attend the Renaissance Festival, but my wife was super bummed that it's not happening this year. So she was like, "Hey, why don't you guys just do like a Renaissance Day at the brewery?" So uh, Saturday, October seventeenth, is going to be Renaissance Day at Brewery Fire. Uh, That's we're cool. Vendors, some entertainers. Uh, there's talk of a pumpkin catapult. Nice. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and discounts for people who show up in costumes. So, yeah, tell your friends. Uh, aren't there? Um, there are mobile axe throwing places, aren't there? Does anyone take that on the road? I will Google that. I feel like I, I, I feel like the. I feel like there is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right gentlemen um anything else you want to talk about are you good we done good man um, yeah uh, I'm, always, we appreciate you having us on it's always uh a fun time hanging out even if it's virtual and you know yeah like as we were, we were saying beforehand like there there's been some uh benefits to doing this uh virtually but like, I don't know. I like being around people. Um, yeah. I like talking in person. So while it's still like, you know, like I feel like I got to hang out with you two, it's not nearly as fun as when we're sitting around in a room sharing the same beers together. So I, I thank you guys for coming on virtually. Um, we'll definitely have to, once I can have people back into the studio again, we can reconvene and talk about all the amazing things that you guys have been up to in the meantime um and 
this should come out. Well, it'll probably it, today is either Wednesday or Thursday, so you have everyone listening should have plenty of notice to uh, go out and visit uh, Brewery Fire and celebrate their first anniversary of surviving the year from hell. <laughs> so it's, I feel like an, anniversary parties for breweries like have a special meaning after making yeah. it through this year. It's not just a it's like a survival celebration. Yep. 100%. So I want to cheers to you guys. Um, hey, cheers to you, Chris. I, I love what you guys are doing. Um, if you were in Frederick, I'd be at your brewery way more often. <laughs> but <laughs> we uh, forgive you. My laziness is legendary. Uh, so <laughs> I would have loved Frederick if I was there. So I got a lot of good beer out there. <laughs> Yeah, I think if we lived in Frederick, we wouldn't have opened. We would have just been like, "Yeah, hey, let's go to Old Mother." Yeah, know, like, uh, yeah, we don't we don't need to make our own. Let's go over there. There's plenty of hurries. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I, I'm <laughs> I'm really happy for all the success you guys have had with against all odds uh, with the current environment and uh, congratulations on making a year and here's to many more. Many more. And thank you everyone for watching and listening. Cheers. Yeah, thanks. I'll see you. Thanks, everyone. Uncapped is brought to you with support from McClintock Distilling, Maryland's first and only organic certified distillery. They are well known for their award-winning gin and are rapidly growing a name for themselves for their matchstick bourbon and bootjack rye whiskey that have both won double gold at international spirits competitions. You can visit them in historic downtown Frederick along Carroll Creek for tours and tastings. Go to McClintockDistilling.com for more information. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook, and if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. Oh my God, that's good.